This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of The Varsity Podcast, a podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore high school sports. From the Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Dwojak here with the record North Shore founding member Joe Coglin. As we've got a jam-packed episode for you guys, we've got playoff football to go over, we've got playoff everything else to go over, um, a lot of great moments happening here um, in the area as we uh, are into November now. We've got November football, some November soccer, volleyball, cross country, and swimming and diving as well, so um, we are well into the postseason at this point. Uh, just a quick reminder before we get started that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you check us out. Subscribe. Give us a nice little like. We always appreciate the support. That always helps us uh, get to more uh, podcast listeners who want to listen about you know high school sports, especially North Shore high school sports. So um, we always appreciate everybody's support. Uh, we're going to do our four-quarter format for this week's episode of the podcast. First quarter, we're going to recap uh, two playoff games, uh, football, um, some uh, cross-country meets, uh, some soccer games, some uh, volleyball games. We've got a lot to recap, so we'll recap it all here in the first quarter. In the second quarter, we're joined by Highland Park football coach Anthony Kopp. In the third quarter, we play Way or No Way, our weekly guessing game. And then in the fourth quarter, we preview week two of the IHSA football playoffs. Uh, we got a couple games to look forward to, so we will preview all of that. So, why don't we get things started here? I'm going to bring Joe Coglin here as well. And uh, let's start with Loyola um, kind of taking care of business the way we expected them to uh, against Plainfield North, uh, handling business pretty easily. Um, it was kind of funny just, you know, talking with Bo this week for my notebook and uh, I know in Neil's story as well. Um, Plainfield North drives down the field, scores a field goal. Um, and that really motivates the Ramblers. The next play, Highland Park gets an interception, and uh, Loyola ends up winning 45-9. to So um, even if you're, like, trying your hardest, like Plainfield, obviously, Plainfield North was, um, that apparently just upsets a, a team like Loyola, and they're just going to score 45 points on you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, not many people can stop them from doing that in the state, um, especially, if, uh, no offense, a 4-5 and five team who, who was one of the last teams in the playoffs. And that's what a 9-0 um, record against tough competition gets you if your Loyal Academy is um, kind of a softer first round matchup and uh, they took care of business. I am, I mean, they didn't have a lead the whole game. That's in and of itself surprising. If you were to tell me that, I'd tell you get out of here that Plainfield North actually had a lead at one point. Um, but uh, I mean, what are you going to say? It's a, it, it's an overmatched team and uh, Loyola uh, put it on them after, after getting down 3-0. Yeah, everything kind of seemed to go the way they go. I don't know. It, it feels bad because obviously, you know, you got um, an interception from uh, JT Kurtzwell, uh, Emmanuel Fos, who gets an interception. Charlie Day gets an interception as well. So a good day from the defense. But um, just just the day where, you know, everything was working well defensively, everything was working well offensively, and just a, a whole hum feels like first-round win for the Ramblers, Joe. Yep. Um, but, you know, they they – figure things out here and there, you know, they, I'm sure whatever the game plan and the training is like leading up to these playoff games, uh, it's all important because we're leading up to 
this is the time of year you you need to be playing at your best so what are you doing every uh specifically every game but also during practice at this time of the year to get ready to be at your apex um because you're going to need it in the next uh, couple weeks here uh playing against teams that are not only good but but hungry as well so uh they all matter and and this one um yeah overmatched overpowered playing field norm all right, Loyola will play Niqua Valley here in the second half, uh, second round. Uh, let's move on over to Highland Park, who started their first playoff game in a while. Um, they traveled down to Winnemag Park Stadium in Chicago on Saturday and came out with a 56-6 win over Mather. Um, Joe, we kind of hinted at this, you know, in last week's podcast about, you know, CPS teams, CPL teams, and you saw a lot of that this weekend where – I think the CPS was 0-20 or 0-22 against teams that other teams outside of the CPS and the two wins for the CPS were um, against other CPS teams. Just, you know, Highland Park was at a different level, at different skill set, and they showed it off on uh, Saturday to earn their first uh, playoff win since 2009. Yeah, let, let's just start. I mean, we could talk about the, the seedings in a second and all of our um, complaints about it, but um I mean, Highland Park, you know, did what they had to do. They uh, they got out to a fast start. They actually – actually, uh, uh, Highland Park turned the ball over after a nice drive. They, they threw an interception, um, and uh, so they didn't start off on the best of notes. But then when they got the ball back, it was really just – they just ran rough shot over, uh, over Mather, um, really just beat them up, I think, in the trenches that created some big holes for – the running backs, Finfer as quarterback, had, had a lot of time. Um, but, um, yeah, just really efficient, too. Um, big chunk plays everywhere across the field. Defense stood tall, um, didn't allow any points. The second unit allowed the six points near the end. But um, it was a, uh, a, a complete dismantling of Mather. They played good, and they felt good about it. Nico Rosenblum had 83 uh, rushing yards, including scoring runs of 20 and 46. Tyler Gleiser had 38 total yards. Eli Moore had 45 yards. Nick Newman, 93 yards, also scoring rushing touchdowns. Um, Newman's end zone excursion covered 79 yards and capped the afternoon scoring. Uh, David Finfer threw for three touchdowns, all of them to senior Mick Lummer for four, eight, and 24 yards. Just a, um, a pretty dominating performance and kind of something you want to see, Joe, especially – you know, given the opponent and everything like that, it'd be pretty easy for Highland Park to maybe be like, well, you know, Mather, it's a CPS team, whatever you want to say, to motivate yourself. Maybe we don't have to try as hard. But this team really came out motivated, especially since they wanted to get that first playoff win since 2009. Yeah, certainly. And they were having tons of fun doing it. Um, you know, great time of year for them celebrating a 6-3 and three season and then getting one more win on top of that, at least making the playoffs, getting a playoff win, um, you know, putting up 50 points, um, pretty much doing what you want to do. It was a fun, it was a fun afternoon for them. Um, and you could tell they were enjoying it and doing it um, um, in a sportsmanlike way. It was good. It was, it was just, it was just a great day to be, be a giant out there. All right. Two blowouts. I don't know how much more we really need to talk about, you know, this first week's matchup, obviously two big wins for um, Loyola and Highland Park. We'll preview uh, their action here in the fourth quarter. Why don't we move on over to boys soccer where North Shore Country Day um, is heading to state. They defeated Chicago uh, University High School two to nothing on Saturday to win their super sectional. They 
beat Crystal Ray St. Martin 2-0 in their sectional final. Uh, North Shore Country, they will play Peoria Christian on uh, Thursday at Hoffman Estates in the state semifinals. Then if they lose, uh, they'll play in third place on Friday. And if they win, uh, they'll play for a state championship on Saturday. Um, Joe, just a really impressive story and just really impressive for North Shore Country Day to pick up a 2 nothing win in order to make it a state. Yeah, um, they're playing really high-level soccer right now. It took them a little while to, to get on the scoreboard um, in their super sectional, but I think, you know, it's it's uh, the final eight, so it should take them a while. Shouldn't be easy, um, and they finally did. Um, and in the in the sectional match, uh, they got on within the first two minutes uh, on the scoreboard. So quite different, but it shows you they can win different ways, and they're persistent. Um, their attack is pretty uh, pretty dynamic. It's uh, it, it'll it'll wear on you. They're very good at um, putting that pressure and keeping that pressure on, and um, they're going to be you know. Um, they're going to have fun here at state and, and who knows what will happen once we're there. I don't know about the rest of the one, a field um, and what we're looking like um, in terms of how they match up and things like that, but uh, it, they're going to be a really tough team to beat. What does it mean for the program just to get back to state, you know, obviously just get the accomplishment that they have of, you know, getting to state winning a super section, just what does that mean for that program? And, you know, just what it's been building for it toward to this year. Yeah, they've been very good. They've, they've built themselves some nice, um, like a nice little arc of success here the past few years. So they went to state four or five years ago, I think, and picked up a fourth place medal or a trophy. Um, and then um, they won a sectional. Um, was it? I don't know. Actually, I don't know if they've won a sectional since then, but they won regionals every year um, in that last year. They were undefeated for most of the season. Um, and uh they just they've been a very good program, um, one of the best in one A for for a few years now, and um, getting to states just a nice reward for that kind of growth and success. A lot of seniors here, um, and they're an exciting team. All right, we'll obviously look forward to what they're going to be doing at this upcoming weekend here in Hoffman Estates, and we'll see whether they're joined in Hoffman Estates this weekend by Nutrier. Um, Trier and uh, St. Charles East were supposed to play for sectional on Tuesday, but uh, as many of you at home probably know, uh, the snow was pretty crazy on Tuesday night. Uh, some games got played fully, some games got postponed or suspended midway through, and some games didn't take place at all. So, um, New Trier and St. Charles East were expected to get started on Wednesday. Uh, they were to Wednesday, or Tuesday, and they got pushed over to Wednesday now, Joe. Yeah, so tonight, um, that's when we're recording this. Kind of a bummer. Um, sorry that we're recording this now, guys, but uh, we're, you're going to miss the results for um, girls' volleyball sectional and boys' soccer supers. Um, so make sure to check out the record and also Mikey's coverage uh, for results of that over at Friday Night Drive and, and all their um, publications. But, um, yeah, uh, just crazy night last night. I know you were out at a different game and they played it. I know um, the Barrington sectional, they stopped halfway or a little over halfway, uh, but they didn't even try to start the one at St. Charles East, I think. No, St. Charles North um, with Nutria and St. Charles East. So we'll play it tonight and uh, late tonight at 8 o'clock, and we'll see how it goes. It'll be cold, but no snow. What, uh, what do you expect in this matchup? I don't know, maybe by the time most – People, you know, listen to this. It'll be obsolete. But give your expert uh, opinion of what you expect like to happen in this matchup, Joe. 
Uh, really good soccer. I mean, both teams are playing at a pretty high level. New Cheers had super dramatic games the past few, but at this level, I mean, so is St. Charles East, but I think they won on uh, PKs in the sectional round. So um, New Trier had to do that in the regional round. And these past uh, uh, two, they've been able to escape without doing that, but uh, it's still dramatic nonetheless. And um, I think we're in for another good one here. Um, and it should be, uh, we're down to eight teams here. They're all playing well and they're all very talented. So um, I think New Trier has a great shot at going downstate though. All right. The girls volleyball playoffs are continuing. Continuing here, and both Loyola and Nutrier won regional titles. Uh, but on Monday, Nutrier won a sectional semifinal matchup, but Loyola lost to Glenbrook South. So Nutrier will play Glenbrook South on Wednesday night tonight um, for a sectional championship. And the winner of that game will play for a super sectional on Friday at the, that is the, where are you? At the Bartlett super sectional. So, um, Joe, for Loyola, just I, I feel like we talked about this um, with how tough the sectional was. Um, this, you know, a, a Glenbrook South team that had seen Loyola played against Loyola, obviously in the area, um, and just kind of, you know, took care of business to win this match. Yeah, they've been playing really well lately, Glenbrook South. I think I saw, um, but I think they they had a nice winning streak going into this um, sectional match, and. Uh, um, they took it to Loyola in the first set, and uh, but credit to Loyola, they bounced back. I really thought Loyola was in um, serious trouble of being swept, but they uh, they fought back and held on, and then just GBS too much. GBS plays, at least in this one, and I'm guessing throughout uh, lately, a very clean brand of volleyball. Not many errors. I think they only missed two serves in the three sets. Not many hitting errors. They just keep the ball on the floor. Uh, while keeping it, you know, pretty aggressive too. So um, it's a nice combination for them. Um, it'll be a good matchup against Nutrien in this final, but they just really played much cleaner than Loyola did. Nutrien took down Maine South. How were you surprised in that match? How surprised were you, I guess, the better way of forming that question? I uh, was not surprised. Nutrien's uh, with, with their – and I was able to see both matches, so I was able to see them play first. And um, they're fully healthy. Uh, so that lineup is um, stacked and uh, experience and talent, and uh, they're they're playing at a very high level right now. So GBS with their clean brand of volleyball, it's going to be interesting in this final um, to see how it goes. Um, Loyal, you know, Nutria limits the errors. Um, they should win this one, but if they don't, I think GBS can certainly uh, compete with them if they can force. Um, Nutria into some errors with some aggressive serving maybe but um, in, in terms of their win over Maine South uh, Nutria just looked like the better team uh, Maine South put a put a nice little run together in the second set but um, Nutria showed some perseverance especially from their senior outside and a better who I think had 14 kills in two sets all right that sectional final is tonight and then the super sectional takes place on Friday make sure you check out the record North Shore for the latest scores and updates on that one Cross-country sectionals were this past weekend, Joe, and the North Shore Country Day, or not, the North Shore area had a lot of great uh, performances over the weekend. Yeah, they sure did. We got some good runners here on the boys' side. It's very top-heavy with uh, Ben Crane won it, so that makes a sectional, regional, and conference title for Ben Crane. I, I kind of just took a peek at his – this is uh, Nutrier, by the way. Nutrier is Ben Crane. I looked uh, through his – results from the year i don't think he's finished any lower than second in any race this this season so uh state's going to be fun um for him and his team you know he's also got 
Uh, Felix Hexter, not too far behind him. It's a good team. I think uh, Nutrier should do some damage as a, as a unit as well. And then for Highland Park, they have two runners who finished um, pretty highly at the sectional round, Brian Hodom um, and, and Nate Wenger. Um, they, they finished top 10, both of them, um, and they're going to go into state with uh, some uh, um, their eyes on the prize as well, possibly all state finishes, and they're bringing their teams with them. Um, on the girls' side, all three of our local teams, Loyola, Nutrier and Highland Park all qualified, all finished in the top five. So they'll all really get to trot at state. Um, we also have field hockey join. Obviously, you talked about, you know, your Q&A with uh, longtime Nutrier uh, field hockey coach Stephanie Niakaza. Um, and uh, Nutrier wasn't uh, made it to the championship, but wasn't able to finish it off with a win, finishing second to Glenbrook South. Yeah, quite a surprise there. We, we we had a pretty good feeling that Nutrier would take that. But uh, Glenbrook, it's actually a, a United team uh, with uh, Glenbrook North and Glenbrook South. Gotcha. Um, yeah, they, they won one nothing. Um, they did what they had to do, and they kept Nutrier off the board. Um, pretty surprising, but um, um, a second-place finish after four straight first place uh, is – I'm sure they're disappointed, but nothing to sneeze at. Um, and uh, kudos to Glenbrook for – for, you know, being at the top of the mountain this year. And kudos to her on obviously a great career, a lot of great stuff. You can check out Joe's Q&A with uh, Coach after uh, a really great career with, uh, with the program. So uh, make sure you check out her, uh, that. And obviously I hope she uh, uh, is able to enjoy retirement there. All right, Joe, I think that is everything that we've got covered. Unless I'm missing something. Uh Conference swimming, Nutrier won conference swimming. I think uh, that's what we had last weekend. Well, congrats to them. And obviously, I know we'll uh, we'll talk more about them here in the third quarter. But why don't we just jump on over now to the second quarter where we are joined by Highland Park football coach Anthony Kopp. Uh, obviously, Coach uh, Kopp, very excited after the Giants won their first playoff game since 2009. Uh, beating Mather pretty handily. Joe, what are the folks at home going to hear uh, from Anthony Kopp? Um, you know, first, just how it feels to, to get that playoff win. Anthony uh, Coach is a, is a former Giant. He played in the uh, late 2000s um, with the Giants. So um, talk about what that means to him and what it means to the program and also, um, you know, how they did it, what's special about this team. All right, let's have a listen. So uh, what, what, is it, what did this one feel like knowing it's the first one in more than a decade? Feels good. Um, I mean, of course, it just, uh, you know, a lot of hard work and these boys uh, put in the time and bought in and they're playing great football right now. So yeah. feels good. A long time coming and feels good. Um, I think it's five wins in a row. So yes. uh, obviously maybe the schedule will something to do that, but, but on the field and these guys, what's been key to that? What's working for you guys right now? You know, we're just uh, clicking, um, playing good team football. Um, and, you know, I think it just is great that it's happening now. It's the right time and playing your best football in the playoffs now. Um, knowing that a lot of these guys have been up here for a while, uh, how important is that experience? Has, has that been a or the key to this year? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of seniors, seniors with experience, multiple years. Um, so it, it, it's cool 
you know, kind of coaching them for all that time and watching them grow and then knowing that they care so much and they put so much into this to go ahead and get a playoff win, hopefully more. It just It's cool for them and to, to just kind of see that. Um, it's, it's just fun. And um, does, does a playoff win do something for the program or what does it do for the program overall, big picture stuff? Uh, I mean, I, I, would, I would think a lot. Uh, there certainly feels to be excitement around the school and city. And so, um, yeah, I think, you know, football is a sport that it's, it's more than what's just on the field. So um, getting playoff wins definitely helps, like, build the program. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, this week, got to prepare for Cary Grove. Uh, yeah. They're a good program, good team this year, too. What's important this week? What's key for you guys to, to be ready for Friday or Saturday? Just, you know, have, having everything ready. Um, they run a triple option offense, so getting our, our defense ready for that to go against that. Um, but then just getting, getting our players ready for a tough game, a physical game, um, and hopefully a, a nice competitive back-and-forth game because um, that's what we want to play in. Like, we want to play in those tight games and, um, you know, have, have have fun in those moments. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, as always, to all the players and coaches who join us each and every week. Always appreciate everybody's insight, especially now as we're here in the playoffs. Always good to get that analysis of what happened and what could have happened um, with a lot of uh, important moments. All right, let's move on over now to the third quarter where we play way or no way our weekly game of guessing where I throw out five propositions. Joe and I agree whether they can happen away or whether they cannot happen no way. All right, Joe, I asked you last week whether North Shore Country Day can make it to state, and uh, I'm going to change it up now and ask whether North Shore Country Day, way or no way, they can win state. Win the whole thing. Oh, man, that's such a tough ask, and it, it's even tougher when um, you spend all your time looking at higher level, uh, higher class soccer. I don't know much about the 1A field. I'm not going to lie, but just watching um, North Shore Country Day play, it's hard for me to imagine too many teams better. They play really strong soccer. They're very um, um, persistent on the offensive end, and their defense um, is, man, it, it's robust. It's good. So uh, can they win? Yes. I, I mean, just going by them percentages i'll say they won't pull off a championship but i think we'll see a good performance here yeah i i, I think i'm going to be a bummer and say no way i think peoria christian is a really strong team um they just got a lot of talent they were able to win their super sectional four to one um and then they won their sectional final five to two so this team winning a third place uh trophy but i think peoria christian is on a roll right now and might be a little bit too tough to jump on them so uh i'm gonna have to go with the no way here unfortunately all right joe way or no way we talked about loyola girls volleyball losing in the sectional semifinals way or no way you were surprised by that loss no i wasn't surprised i think all year um so no way i think um they've they've had challenges against the better teams um and GBS, the way they're playing, certainly falls into that category. So I thought it'd be a good match, and it was. Um, you know, one team was just playing better at the right time, and that was GBS. A lot of errors on Loyola's side. So I wasn't surprised. Loyola's very young, so. Yeah, I'm going to go with the no way as where, mostly because we talked about how, um, how much this, you know, inconsistency and how much, you know, things can really uh, – 
um, happen in that sectional and how much of the unknown we kind of have in that sectional. So um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm not really surprised by it either. I just think that, you know, any of those teams could have won it. So um, I'm not really surprised that Glenbrook South was able to get the best of the Ramblers in, uh, in that sectional semifinal. Given that, Joe, obviously with how tough the sectional uh, is and the super sectional obviously is also very tough, uh, way or no way you think the new cheer girls volleyball team can make it to the state? Way. Yeah, I think so. Um, they're, they're just that good uh, of a, of a, of a team this year. Um, they've got your, your senior experience. They've got that junior talent that shines through. Um, it's, it's a nice mix. They seem to be playing good volleyball the last couple of times I've, I've seen them. Um, it's a uh, it's a really good team, so I think they certainly can. It's going to be a challenge, of course, at this level, um, at this late in the season, it always is. But um, they got the goods to do it. I'm going to go with mm, this is a tough one. They get Glenbrook South, and then if they win, they either play Bennett or they play Glenbard West. I'm going to go with No Way, mostly just because of the field. You kind of take your chances with the field. I think uh, um, a lot of these teams are also good. I think Glenbrook South obviously could beat them. I think Bennett is good. Lombard West is good as well. So um, it's a really tough field. And I think it's mostly just going with the odds of, um, I, I, I don't think that, you know, one out of four, I'd rather take the three out of four. So I'm just going to go with the no way there. And I'm just going to play the st statistical odds on that one. All right, Joe, we talked about uh, boys soccer being played, not played, partially being played on Tuesday. Uh, way or no way you think Tuesday's Nutria boys soccer game should have been played? Oh, no, no, I don't. I, I think if there's any question by whether it's officials or coaches about player safety, you err on the side of caution, especially if there's uh, if you can push it. I wasn't there on the field, so I don't know if if the officials, you know, I guess there's a chance the officials made the call and the coaches like now nah, we're fine. But I don't I don't think that's the case. I think it was a really tough field. The decision involved the athletic director. That's how it usually goes. Um, so I mean, snow on turf is tough, um, especially at that, when it's falling like that and the wind winds like that, um, uh, it's, it can be dangerous. So, um, no, I think they probably made the right call. Yeah, I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to agree with you there and say, uh, no way they shouldn't have played the game. Um, covering the super sectional that was played yesterday at Grays Lake Central, um, it was fun for the kids. Obviously, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience, but you couldn't really see anything there. The kids talked about how, you know, the the snow collected on the turf in such a way where, where it kind of felt like you were playing with, on, like, mounds of dirt. So it was inconsistent. It was hard to move the ball around. And um, I think given that the weather today obviously is better, I think, you know, we're talking right now, it's cold, it's 39 degrees at 4.33 p.m., but, you know, it's not – snowing and they were able to clear all that stuff and it's clear out there so for an important game like this to make it the state i think you probably made the right choice in postponing and i think you um could have made the argument for my super section on other super sectionals as well but um i would go with uh uh way no way uh the game shouldn't have been played and they made the right choice all right joe you hinted at this one the final way or no way here um given how cps did this weekend in the football playoffs across all eight classes um, way or no way, we need to change up how football seeding and pairings are decided on based on what happened this weekend. I mean, I think I've obviously, I mean, way, I've obviously been riding this bandwagon for a long time that it's just not the best way to do it. And I think, 
every single year the scores show it, um, whether it's NAS beating Prairie Ridge or whether it's CPS getting their butt kicked in every way possible and getting embarrassed. Like, that's no way to do it. I mean, clearly Mather wasn't a uh, better team than Highland Park, so why were they in a better seeding spot? I mean, you knew it going in. Any common sense to it? And it's common sense seeding. I, I don't say you have to – we have to sit here and debate every single matchup i'm saying just certain common sense things we just need to fix um i don't know what you do with cps schools to also like you also don't want to eliminate opportunities for them um but um you, you have to put them in a position that makes sense for everybody and i think maybe it, maybe there's a formula that you can use, you know, whether, whether, where some teams are in different classes based on the record, based on the teams they play, based on um, their enrollment, you know, kind of the opposite type of formula as we do for um, the private schools. I don't know. I don't know if that's the right answer. Um, and then also then with the Nazareth Prairie Ridge thing, I mean, Nazareth wasn't a four, wasn't a 32 seed or whatever it was uh, playing against the top seed. I mean, Prairie Ridge earned a better matchup than that. And yes, I mean, the, the opposite of that is, well, Prairie Ridge, you know, you want to stay tight or you got to beat everybody in your class anyway. Yes, but you shouldn't have to do it in the first round. The opportunities for kids should be there for the Prairie Ridge kid to play more games. They earn that right to do that. Um, every week, I think, is precious. So um, one more game means a lot to the whole community. Um, so I think we can fix it. I think there are very common sense ways to do it. I just think that uh, the people who are in charge of those decisions are very against moving in that direction. Yeah, I'm going to go with a definite way here as well. I mean, I covered a game on Saturday where uh, Sterling, a four and five team, beat the number one seed paid in 50 to nothing. And like it just was never a game. It was never close. So um, I don't know. I kind of, yeah, do you do the. Instead of the multiplier, do you move them down? Do you figure you gotta figure something out here? You whether you figure out like likely opponents or common opponents or anything like that. I just think you gotta figure something out where these CPS teams, like it's not fun for the kids to get blown out by these teams. And it's not fair for like if a I, I don't know, you gotta figure something out. I obviously know it's easier for us to pontificate and to say, you know, fix it and like find the answers and that kind of stuff. But at the same time, that's why you're the IHSA and that's why you are in the position that you are like, you got to figure this stuff out. Like, I, I just think there's a better way of doing this. It's better for the kids. Um, a lot of opportunities. It's really fun. I know for a lot of the kids to be playing in these games, but it's also not fun for them to make the playoffs and lose 50 to nothing or 56 to six. So um, you got to figure something out there, whether you can adjust seating the right way. Do you only, I don't think doing an only CPS playoff is the right move because that's not really fair either. So, I mean, you got to figure something out there, but um, something definitely needs to change because it's not fair for the kids. And honestly, it's not really fair for the opponents sometimes because, you know, they got to travel all the way. Maybe they earned a home playoff game or something like that. And um, so I think there are a lot of things you need to look at, but yeah, definitely a way you definitely need to change something up because um, what is happening right now currently doesn't work. And it's not even like CPS, like Joe talked about, like then. Nazareth Prairie Ridge game did not need to be a first round game. Two defending champions playing against each other. Um, that definitely should have been a quarterfinal game, if not a semifinal game, because that's what it felt like when those two teams met on Saturday. All right, let's move on over now to the fourth quarter. We're done here with Way or No Way, and let's preview week two of the football playoffs. 
In Class 8A, Loyola will host Neuqua Valley. And then in 5A, Highland Park will host Cary Grove for a playoff game, which is obviously very fun um, for the Highland Park community. So uh, let's start, Joe, with uh, Loyola hosting Neuqua Valley. Uh, Neuqua Valley, obviously a good team. Um, but it just feels like another opponent, Joe, where obviously I don't think Loyola wants to, you know, look past, you know, Neuqua Valley and what it has accomplished this season. But again, it just feels like another game at seven and three for Neuqua Valley that, you know, Loyola just needs to do what it's been doing and take care of business and they should win their game. Yep. Yeah. They should take care of it, but it, you know, it gets more difficult, you know, um, Neuqua Valley is a, a good team. Um, uh, they're going to bring their A game, I think, to to Wilmette and um, really try to. Not, I feel like now, like the upsets get slightly more realistic. Um, I mean, not probably not for Loyola's community. Uh, I'm sure the fans aren't thinking so, but for the for the um, Equal community, I'm sure they're thinking about pulling off something special. Um, so you got to be ready to play, um, and you got to bring it. And I, I have no doubt that that the Ramblers will be ready and. Um, and should take care of business by multiple scores here. Um, but um, it should, it should be fun. It, it's a good, it, well, uh, Nick was no joke. Nico Valley's three losses came to Oswego, a playoff team, six and four. They lost 13 to nothing. Uh, Lincoln way East, obviously undefeated 35 to seven. And then also Naperville central 21, seven. So the common opponent there, Joe is Naperville central who Loyola took care of business against there. Um, then uh, Nico Valley was able to beat Naperville Central again um, to end the regular season, twenty-six to fourteen. So um, some mixed results there. Nico Valley able to hold down against Palatine, twenty-four to seventeen. So um, this team has been tested, Joe, and this Nico Valley team has seen some good opponents. They beat Naperville North seventeen to seven. They beat Manuka ten to six. So they know how to play in big time games. Um, it's just pretty much how, how do you stop an offense that's you know able to put up so many points and how do you stop this defense that, you know, they're going to take the run away from you. And once they take away the run for, away from you, you can't pass the ball. I mean, how do you just get through a, a, such a dominant and such a dominant offense and de defense for Loyola? I mean, you don't, no one's figured it out yet. Right. Um, only one team in the past two years has um, in, in Mount Carmel last year, this year's no one's really, um, no one's no one's done it. So that defense is what just is going to just stop. There, there's nobody in the state that's going to put up a lot of points against, um, like when I say a lot, I mean like 30 plus against Loyola, and they have that capability to do that. So that's what makes it them so dangerous. It's just um, assuming, of course, that that everyone's healthy and all that. Um, and uh, I I don't see what Bonzi's. Jeez, uh, I don't see Nikwa being able to do that. But they certainly have you know the, the size. Um, of, of you know they'll 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 bring size to Wilmette, um, which is one part of the formula, and uh, they'll be able to have some playmakers out there. You know, Loyola is going to have to work for it, um, but the uh, certain teams there's just, there's not much you can do. All right, Joe, let's move on over now. We got Highland Park hosting Cary Grove. Cary Grove obviously has a lot of history, winning some championships, um, winning this class. 6A state championship in 2009, 18, and 21. So the Trojans have been there and done that. The Giants are just getting back into the playoffs. Um, Kerry Grove has a lot of good offensive talent. Logan Abram, 
Brooks has rushed for 1,140 yards. Andrew Parizzo has 852 yards. And quarterback Peyton Sandberg has run for 526. Um, Logan Abrams is the biggest, you know, name there. Obviously, I spend a lot of time here in the Northwest Herald, so I know the Trojans pretty well. And that's obviously the number one, you know, priority for me if I'm Highland Park as a defender and as a defensive coordinator. How am I going to stop Logan Abrams, who has shown that he can both run and catch the ball at a pretty elite level this year? It's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough for them, um, especially, you know, with their triple option and what they're able to do in, in the rushing game. That's I'm, I'm sure that's what they're working on all week. And Highland Park has some good in, individual efforts. Uh, they put together some good individual efforts on the defensive end. Um, they've had some good team games, but also they've been, you know, they've been slashed by the run game in the past. I think Deerfield's run ran for 200 yards. Conan's maybe 300. Uh, so the top level running backs they've had some issues with and some of the bigger blocking schemes. So I think uh, they're in, they're in for a big challenge here. Um, uh, there's no doubt about it. They're going to have to really bring a good scheme to the table. And also uh, their offensive game is going to be on the point because I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Kerry Grove is going to score um, a, a, a significant number of points so that offense is going to need to be humming and be able to put up some points to at least match them. Can that offense do that just based on what you've seen? I know obviously it's hard to take a lot from the Mather game given the opponent that kind of stuff, but can that offense put up you know a lot of points based on what we saw from Highland Park this season? Yes, they can put up a lot of points and they can do it on you quickly. The issue is while you're doing that, you just can't turn the ball over. Um, Cause you don't want to try to trade scores and then, you know, you turn the ball over Carrot Grove score three times before you can answer. And so I, you know, I think Highland park will score. It's just, uh, it's going to be difficult if they fall too far behind and they're going to have to, you know, it's a race with the clock now um, to get enough possessions to do so. Um, it's, it's a, it's a tough matchup for them in the second round. What is an essential thing that the giants team has to do in order to win this game? Get off the field on defense. I think you, you talked about it at the start. I mean, yes, Kerry Grove's going to get their points. Don't get down when they when they rip off big runs. That's just who they are. Are we going to be able to get off the field at a certain point and give our offense a chance? I think uh, tackling is a big thing um, and just stopping them on third down here and there. Not every time, but here and there just to get the ball back. Terry Grove, uh, eight and two on the season. Their lone uh, loss came to Prairie Ridge, 21 to 20. That one was a thriller in 29 to 28 to Huntley. So uh, their two losses obviously came to uh, really close opponents um, in that matchup. All right, Joe Loyola hosts Nequa Valley on Saturday. What happens in that one? Love Loyola on their home field. Uh, love. Uh... I just think this is a fun matchup. These are the matchups I think the playoffs are all about. Let's see a good team from here play a good team from there. You know, matchups we don't always see and, and see what happens. So um, it's fun. It's exciting. But I still think Loyola is uh, out, out overpowering this opponent um, to the tune of, let's say, um, 38 to 3. I'm going to go with, uh, man, they cut it around. I feel like the number is usually around like 40, isn't it? Like when they you know, don't want to run up the score and that kind of stuff. So I'll go with like a 40, 41 to 10 score. I think maybe Nico Valley gets it in later. But I just think Loyola is running at a different level. 
for right now. And I don't think, you know, it, it, it's funny. I don't know how much, you know, that's just kind of talk with that field goal to start the game. And that really shook them. I don't know. They're, you know, that's true. How, you know, how true all that stuff is, but if it is true, I'm sure they will be, you know, determined to come out with a strong finish. So I think Loyola wins this one pretty handily 41 to 10. Uh, Highland Park host Kerry Grove. Joe, do the Giants move on to the quarterfinals? They do not. Um, just a tough matchup for them, especially with the running prowess of Kerry Grove, kind of a um, a weakness for the Giants. I'll say that uh, Kerry Grove wins this one 35 to 14. Yeah, I'm going to go to the time. I think that Kerry Grove just has what Highland Park can't stop and obviously has the depth and has the experience of playing in games and championship games. And um, Highland Park is trying to get to that level right now. So I just. To an end here in the second week of the playoffs. All right. That's everything that we've got for this week's episode of the podcast. As always. Just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you give us a like. We always appreciate it. That always uh, helps us reach more listeners who are also interested in North Shore High School sports here in the area. Make sure you check out my work and all our work here at Friday Night Drive. We've got all your capsules. we got all your previous rankings, all the analysis that you need to know here for the upcoming weekend of the playoffs. And as always, make sure you check out the record NorthShore.org. Joe's got you covered not only for football, for girls volleyball, boys soccer, but also fashion, dining, government, and all that kind of stuff happening here in the North Shore area. So, again, make sure you subscribe and donate to the record North Shore. So that's everything that we've got for this week. Make sure you guys stay warm. I think the weather's supposed to be nice. Uh, so out there, enjoy some fall sports playoffs. And Joe and I will talk to you guys down the road. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Varsity, uh, product of the record NorthShore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.